0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Clueless Cast. I'm Zach Houseneck, and I'm joined by Bugs. We're completely clueless, but we're talking about this stuff anyways.
1: Today, we're going to talk about the new Ford Bronco, Last of Us 2 with no spoilers, Rockstar's new open world game, next gen consoles, Origin PC, and birds. If you haven't already, subscribe on your platform of choice. All the places
0: you can listen to are available on CluelessCast.com. And our social media is there as well, where you can leave feedback and send us topics and more. We're going to start with Moto Madness. This is going to be our car and motorcycle news and discussion. Um, And this week, we're going to be talking about the Ford Bronco. Uh, What has been leading up to the launch of it. Uh, It's going to happen actually right after we record this, basically. So we may get stuff just completely wrong. We may get stuff right on the nose i mean i've looked at a lot of and watched a lot of the leaks occur over the last couple weeks um i think without a doubt i mean this isn't even leak based that ford is directly taking on jeep and fca um the wrangler has been untouched you know in terms of that like off-wheel drive all-wheel drive space four-wheel drive um what do you think, Bugs? What do you think about the Bronco and what you've seen so far in terms of like images that have leaked and everything?
1: Well, you know, I, it's hard to tell because there are, there's been so many 3D renders of the possible new Ford Bronco right. that it's, you get so many different tastes of what people think it's going to end up being that there's some that I really like and there's some I really don't like. Um, and it's it's hard to tell because Ford, as of right now, uh, when we're recording this, has only really shown kind of shadowed images of what the Broncos are going to look like. So a lot of the big details that people are kind of fixating on, like the grill and the headlights and stuff like that, really hasn't been shown very much. So I think... You know, it could end up looking great, and it could end up looking like Ford's FJ Cruiser. You know, we you don't really know until it's out. But I think it's really nice that there's going to be some competition in the off-road market, battling against Jeep because, like you said, Jeep's been dominating the off-road market for many years, and they really haven't had that much of a competition for a vehicle in that class. So I think Ford kind of wanting to take on Jeep and surpass them in that space. I think is really good. I think it's going to improve Ford. And I think it's also going to improve Jeep in the long run.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I think Ford not only knows the importance of being in that space and, and they see that space as an opportunity, but they also are probably trying to get back at FCA for taking a part of F-150 sales. Um, yeah, 100% with with the with the Ram 1500 like and that's the thing too with them redoing the F150 and making it way more Ram 1500esque inside like upgrading the interior and everything yeah. it really seems like they've got their sights locked on FCA and its product lineup and and I've said in the past that it feels like Ford's going down a checklist of like literally doing everything identical and then doing a little bit more um so like a good example is it seems like we're gonna get three broncos we're going we're going to get a bronco sport which is just based on the escape um like a like a smaller one that that looks like it's probably more in line with like a jeep renegade kind of thing yeah like a compact jeep yeah exactly and then we're also going to get a two-wheel drive or not two-wheel drive sorry all of them are actually confirmed to be four-wheel drive all of them um like all the time basically So. We're but we're gonna get a two door and a four door that are full size, um, that are probably going to be almost identically sized to Wranglers. So that's what kind of excites me too, because exactly that they there hasn't been anything other than the Wrangler in that space. Um, and if Ford can bring more powertrain options and they can get uh, the the drivetrain leak that that nobody at Ford has said anything about, but it's been leaked in a lot of different photos, is that we get a seven speed manual. And that includes six speed with a crawler gear, Wow. which will be huge because you don't even have that option on, on Jeeps. So yeah. I think that's really exciting. And exactly what you said. I think that brings competition to Jeep in a good way. I think they will look at, look internally at certain things and um, just become be- competition is good for every industry, 100%. specifically in, in, in the automotive industry and in industries that don't have much competition too. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be good for because there's definitely people that are only going to ever buy Jeeps and only ever going to buy Wranglers, but right. if they yeah. see this as like a bad thing, I don't I don't know. It's never a bad thing to have competition. It's never a bad thing to have a a big manufacturer come back with. Bron- I mean. Think about it. Bronco's been gone for for so long too, many
1: years. Yeah, and I mean, even if you are a Jeep person and and you aren't interested in Fords or interested in the new Bronco, I think in some ways you should you should still be excited for it because yeah, competition. When when companies don't have competition, they get lazy and they get content with just continuing to produce what they're doing without improving it much because people still buy their product. So when you have something that you can directly compare to what's already out there and if it is better, you know, for some people that aren't brand specific or or stay with one brand, that could be the decision point to switch to go over to Ford and get a Bronco and and get away from the Jeep platform. So, but if you're not that person and you, you know, really enjoy the Jeep brand, I still think it's a good thing. As much as you won't be interested in the Ford Bronco, I think that Jeep is going to look at it and go, you know, we need to improve to stay with what's for what Ford is doing. Um, I mean, we see that all the time in the the truck market, you know, the F-150s and the Rams and Silverado. They're they're consistently upping each other and they're trying to constantly improve to be the top truck if in the market. And for off-road vehicles, Jeep needs something because there really has not been a consistent competitor to them for a long time pretty much since the last bronco really
0: yeah yeah the only thing out there is land rover and it's just a completely different segment in terms of cost that yes and and it's more luxury driven of course too but it's a completely different segment and it's also a brand that's not nearly as appreciated as in the states specifically where where jeep and wrangler does most of its business yeah um it, it's just a, it's not a direct competitor in, in Even though people would say it is on the same line, I don't think it's cross shop nearly as as many people think. It's funny enough. Consumer Reports a while back released like the most the thing cross shop most with the Wrangler is a Miata because convertible is the first thing on their checklist, and then they go down. Okay, well, I want something that's fun on the back roads, or I want something that can off road.
1: Right. So I I was just thinking that when you the comparison between Land Rover and Jeep. You don't see Land Rovers driving around with their doors off.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so
1: as much as it, you know, they're, they're yeah, Land Rover, sure. They, they do have their off-road packages. But yeah, prize point is a huge thing. How much you're going to actually pay for something like that. You want the luxury. You're going to buy a Land Rover if you can afford that. But most people, if they want to go off-road and not break the bank, they're going to go to Jeep and there's no competitor to that prize point for them. There's nothing that and you can pull the doors off, pull the roof off, you know, customize exactly. and do and all the And the customization,
0: exactly the customization, because there's people that buy base Wranglers and then make them exactly what they want. I think we're going to see the exact same thing with the Bronco. People will buy base 100%. Broncos and configure them exactly how they want. I mean, it's just consistent with this market. And from every, all signs point to removable doors, removable tops, yes, soft tops, everything being on the Bronco too and that's going to be killer like that's going to be the killer feature if it literally does the same things that the Wrangler does yes. and you have people that are already brand loyal to Ford the opposite you know goes to Ford too there's obviously people brand loyal to Ford yep. so you have people that never even considered a Wrangler before and go oh Bronco Ford I love Ford I'm going to trade in my F150 or right. my whatever my SUV that's already off-road capable or not even off-road capable as much as the Bronco could be, and we're going to get a Bronco. That's- yeah,
1: it, it's it's very possible that that could be the case. It's it's just going to be interesting to see what the response from the off-road community is going to be very towards much so. it. And and also the testing too, like when it actually comes out and people start getting their hands on it and and putting the head-to-head comparisons cuz That's what everybody does. I can't wait to see him. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I cannot wait to see him. How's the Bronco going to compare to Jeep's latest offering? You know, like who an unbiased head to head is going to be very interesting to see. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Me as well. Uh, Do we move on to press start? Yes. Yes, we should. We should uh, talk about The Last of Us 2, because I know you've played it, I've been playing it. Um, we're going to do no spoilers here. So if you haven't played it, if you're excited to play it, we're not going to be giving anything away. We're just going to be kind of talking about like our initial impressions or what we found to kind of stand out from the game. Um, Zach, I know you've already finished The Last of Us 2, and I'm about halfway through. I I've, I've been trying to chip away at it. Very long game. But my initial impressions of The Last of Us 2 was it's there hasn't been a game that's really thrown me like into the world as much as the last of us two has when you play it it feels like you are in that world and you have all these same emotions that you do in real life when you're playing this game and that's hard to do there's there's not many companies that can really draw your emotions out as much as i feel like the last of us two has done um in terms of like you know G- going from an outside area to an inside area where it's dark and it's it's dusty and it's cluttered it's like you get that little bit of a freak out moment of i don't know if i want to do this <laughs> and you're, you yeah. you don't have that detachment of oh i'm just playing a video game it's not that big of a deal this one really really just drives you into what you're doing so well and it's so fluid it just it's it's easy to just kind of like get into that mode it's not like it's kind of hard to describe I think I think a lot of people would understand if you've played a lot of single player driven story based games, um, some games just don't quite drive you. You're not invested you're You're playing it and you like the game, but you're just not investing like yourself into it as much as I feel like I have with the last of us two, um in terms of like you know, getting attached to characters or uh being concerned. For my character as I'm playing, well,
0: I feel like the first game sets you up for that. I feel like the 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 first game really like makes you fall in love with these characters, yeah. and it's so well written, and it's so these are these are the games that Naughty Dog is no, like Naughty Dog's known for its story and making it a very cinematic, regardless of it being a cutscene. The gameplay itself is extremely cinematic and extremely smooth, and and. Just all linked together. That you have. I mean, Naughty Dog. Not that they were the first to do it, but they were the ones to perfect that camera pan. And you're like, oh, I'm playing now. Yes. Like pan around Nathan Drake or pan around Joel, and you're like, yes. Oh, I'm. I didn't even realize. I didn't realize like, the cutscene ended seamless. <laughs> exactly. That's the. That's how seamless these games yes. are. So I 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with the what you're speaking to in terms of the characters, because that's how Naughty Dog writes their characters. They, they know how to make you fall in love or hate characters. They, they, yes. re, they can really write them extremely well. It's just a testament to their writing style and a testament to the performance capture because Naughty Dog does it different from all the other studios. They do performance capture. They have people on a sound stage that don't only act out the things, but are also recording the audio right there in a lot of cases. Um, and that's a completely different thing to most of the video game industry. And then they also hand animate the in-between. So if something doesn't look as fluid as what it really occurs in real life, they go back and hand animate stuff. That's incredible. The int- attention to detail is literally next to not, I mean, they, they're, they're the best. I mean, that's why I would even say that this graphically is the best game that I've ever played. Ever. Oh, I would I'm agree. talking, it's not just you know, on a PlayStation console, it is it beats because that's a great example of, you know, what Rockstar pulled off with Red Dead Redemption Two. lighting plays such a key yes. role in convincing your brain to what you're, you know, what you're looking at is real. And I wouldn't even say it's on Kenny Valley in this game because nothing ever gave me that like, I'm creeped out by it. It's just so realistic, like light passing between. um like your like your nostrils and as well as ears and all that stuff. Like their lighting is just so
1: good. It's yeah, it, unreal. it brings the world alive, and I that that it makes your brain have that quick attachment to like you are that character now. Yeah, and when you're doing something, it's like you are doing it. That's why there's been moments where I've been playing The Last of Us Two, and I'll get to a point, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> It's a little too creepy for me right now. I think I'm going to just put this down because you just get so invested. You're like, I I'm genuinely creeped out. I don't want to continue. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean,
0: I, I would say it legitimately at times stressed me out and not in a, uh, well, some of it being scary, but like a, just in general, like, oh my God, I I am, I'm legitimately stressed out playing this. Yeah. Uh, Not, I don't even want to say it in a bad way. Because that, that, but yeah, it's, you're it's, just <laughs> invested. You're
1: as stressed out as you would be if you were in that situation in real life. Like, well, maybe not as much, but yeah, you would, but yeah, you definitely put yourself there and that's what adds that stress to it. And stress isn't always a bad thing. It's just, it, it's a big motivator. They really motivate you in that game to, to get things done and to do what you need to do. Just like that character, you know, the the, the character that mm-hmm. you're playing doesn't want to do all the things that they're doing, but the, you know, they get put in these stressful situations where you to, have to do have it. To. Yes. And it's nice because that transfers from the game to the controller seamlessly. You, yeah. you are also stressed when you're in those situations. And as much as you don't want to do it, you also think that that character that you're playing, if you've you know, paid attention to what's going on, they probably don't want to be doing that either. And I think that's, what's really good is that's what gives you that connection to that player uh, that you that the character is that you have that kind of apprehension that they also do and you share an experience as, as weird as it sounds, you, you share an experience with a character in a game and it's just, there's something about the way they do it. They just, they, they can transfer that so well to the player actually controlling the character. And it's something that Naughty Dog has always done. Amazing. And there's a reason that I'm always looking forward to new Naughty Dog games coming out because they just are amazing.
0: Naughty Dog and Rockstar are probably the only two studios that can. I mean, and I say this in recent memory, too, because Red Dead Redemption 2 is probably one of the best story open world games. um, Oh, yeah. That exists. And this game. Yeah, it's definitely, like, up there. I mean, Naughty Dog, all, all of their games are up there in terms of, of, of story, and they may not—that's the thing. They may not all be perfect. Uh, it's very hard to make a perfect game in terms of, like, like, what people like. Like, it's hard to live up to the first um, Last of Us because we, yeah. didn't, we didn't know what we, were, what we had in for us. So it's really hard to fill those shoes. Um, and same with Rockstar. When they go and create an, another game, it's hard to fill those shoes. Yeah. Um, but, but that's the thing. Naughty Dog is already on their way, at, which makes sense, making a, another single-player game for PS5. So there will be a multiplayer mode that comes out for Last of Us Part II. Um, it did not ship with the single-player game at first, but Naughty Dog is still making that. But Naughty Dog is already hiring for their next single-player game on PS5. That's no surprise to anybody, but it's also interesting, and it makes me wonder. Without spoiling anything with The Last of Us, where do where does Naughty Dog go from here? Do they go and pull from their back catalog now, which is basically primarily um, Uncharted and The Last of Us Part Two, well, and The Last of Us. But or do they do they create some new game? I, I really want there still to be heavy story um from them. I, I just expect them to be story and cinematic. Yeah. But I'm not against them doing something else. They're not going back to Crash Bandicoot. Um I think Activision and some other like there's a new Crash Bandicoot coming, and I think it's by act produced by activision and somebody else is heading it up because right. seen, you know what naughty dog had back in the day that they had, they had yeah. crash bandicoot <laughs> um unless we get like a cinematic <laughs> story driven <laughs> well i mean crash bandicoot is story driven but like
1: yeah i want to see crash bandicoot see nowadays crash- with naughty dog doing it that would be the most epic crash ever i want to see a ever. gritty
0: <laughs> a gritty crash bandicoot please give me a gritty crash bandicoot naughty dog It'll be no, really, but I yeah, think it's interesting. It, what yeah, What do you think that Naughty Dog is going to do? Do
1: you think I they're going to do... It's, it's hard to tell because, I mean, Naughty Dog, I mean, they've been around for a while and they definitely like to, you know, continue the series that they definitely have going, but we already know that they've stopped the Uncharted series, that they're not going to create any more of those, unfortunately. Um, well, that they've said, you know. Right. Uh the Last of Us is kind of open. It's hard to tell what they're going to do with that. I know it's a very, very popular series for them, but so was the Uncharted. And they decided that, yeah. you know, instead of dragging this out and turning it into something that people are going to eventually dislike, which I think a lot of game developers do, where something has a hit and they go, okay, we're we're just going to crank these out, you know, one, two, three, four, until it gets to the point where they just aren't as invested as they were and in the well, beginning. And-
0: and it's hard to up the
1: ante. When you have the expectations exactly. of the
0: last one on your table, I mean it's a great example of can't believe we got to five GTAs, even though you know right. one and two were not and all the other different ones before three were not three D. Right. It's hard to like jump in
1: because
0: <laughs> yeah, technology you're, you're, you're and, constantly in story raising and everything.
1: The bar. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do, but you know, I think for them With the following that they've accumulated over these years, over these past, you know, five, six, seven years of doing, you know, uh, Uncharted and The Last of Us and all that, I think a lot of people now do really enjoy those series. But I think for the most part, a lot of people kind of look at Naughty Dog you know, just them as a company and not so much what they've produced. And they're just, I think a lot of people like myself, I'm, I'm just excited for anything that they make a whole new open world experience game. I'm excited for that. I don't even, if, even if there's no details about it, I know that Naughty Dog's producing it and I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. They could, they could literally put their name on almost, almost anything. And it's very much so like Rockstar. It, exactly. it would probably get me excited if it was like we're working on a paint drying simulation. I'd be like, man, they're gonna figure That's out gonna how the best to one ever. make a really good story <laughs> around a paint drying simulation. And it's gonna be fantastic. All right, and on to the grid. Speaking of kind of Rockstar and Naughty Dog and all these next generation games, which is this likely is going to be the dev behind Ellie Noir, um, the VR case file specifically. Um, Video Games Deluxe, who is an Australian developer, they are working on a new virtual reality project that is a Rockstar AAA open world title. So that's a lot to unpack, right? But it has me really interested, and I made a whole YouTube video about it. We're not going to go into that much depth about it, but I'm more uh, I'm leaning towards even though it says a new open world project, it really makes me think that we are going to get a GTA 5 VR or a VR add-on or, or or a VR mode in GTA 6 or something of that like. I do not think it's going to be its own thing. I could be completely wrong though. I'm basing it off of, well, my own speculation and what I've seen, but I would really put it in line with a GTA 5 VR because I think Rockstar's going <laughs> to get every penny out of GTA 5 that they can.
1: I, I would definitely agree with that. And if you also if you go back like it it goes to our experiences too cuz I mean we've played GTA 5 since the release back in 2013 and you know from going from the uh 360 uh and the PS3 to the PS4 and the Xbox 1 uh you know we got first person mode. Yeah, so we did get a new feature for for GTA when they released it. Of course, you know, enhanced graphics and all that. Um and it it seems like with the past experience it kind of seems like that would definitely fall in line new generation same game new feature and vr gta is something that i know a lot of people even now with with you know you have to heavily modify your game to do so right um are doing and are enjoying but i think you know if they made it something out of the box seamless from them Especially with the new power of the new the 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 next gen consoles coming out, it's it wouldn't be absurd to see that they're just going to do GTA Five with VR. I don't think that would be absurd.
0: So Sony confirmed that the PSVR will work with the PS Five out of the box, but I also think we are going to see another PSVR. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I think we're going to. I'm almost positive based on how much Sony invested in PSVR. That there will be a new PSVR headset, what have you, Um, definitely to take advantage of the PS5. And I also think it's in line with the fact that Sony has a great working relationship with Rockstar. I mean, a great example is they have a good enough working relationship both ways that Rockstar went. uh, Yeah, we want to be at that PS5 launch event. You know, just to launch video, but we want to be there, but we don't want to show any PS5 footage. We just right. want to show GTA Five <laughs> in its current state, and we want to say there's going to be a PS5 release of a GTA Online on its own, and that's yeah. it. Nobody else could do that. Literally, no other company yeah. <laughs> could could come out and do that. But it's that working relationship with the two of them. So, in that way, I think that the studio also, in regards to relationships. This studio and its relationship with Rockstar in terms of taking LA Noir um what was already made and and then converting it into this VR type, you know, game. I think that also is a testament. They proved themselves to Rockstar that they can do this. Um and then you already have exactly what you said, you have this first person mode already built in. Now don't get me wrong, it's not seamless, it's not perfect, but that's exactly what the studio could do. Right. It can kind of smooth the edges and make it a fully, you know, controller based VR experience because dude, that would be as much as some of it would be throw up
1: yes. hundred <laughs> percent
0: definitely because I already oh, can yeah. imagine being in VR and trying to jump into Zen <laughs> and hurling or flying half the time or oh, you yeah. know, falling over and all that stuff. There's going to be a lot of stuff that, that would need to get figured out, but I really believe that it's in line with what that studio can do. Um and what would make sense for exactly what you said a new feature on the next version of GTA Five that gets released and I don't know about you but I'm excited for when GTA Five comes to toothbrushes in 2026.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to brush my teeth and play GTA at the same time. <laughs> I can't wait to get five stars on my toothbrush. <laughs> but uh, you know, on the other hand, in terms of it, let's say okay, let's say it's not a GTA. Let's say they're they're gonna kind of just get their final release of gta on the new consoles uh if you think about la noir you know they they kind of there was there was a lot of weirdness with la noir when it got when it was released because it was very popular people loved it kind of just fell off there wasn't really much and then they came back and they did the vr version of la noir and you know who knows maybe they're going to take that series and kind of pick it, it back be. up and and bring back kind of another i don't want to say l a noir specifically just because you know l a noir was designed behind the fact it was you know real crimes that you were solving and things that actually happened now that they could easily do that anywhere else. it doesn't have to be based in l a Here, here's a hot take. they actually utilize agent,
0: which was mm. that rockstar thing that never existed past a um i think it was around ps3 yeah it just showed like an agent spoiler well not spoiler sorry teaser which was just like the agent logo coming soon right and then nobody ever talked about it again it was never on rockstar site it was just so we could get that and that could be way more open-ended in terms of it could be modern it could be a different time period yeah um who knows So, Yeah, 100%. It could 100% be um, a non something we haven't seen before. Uh, Rockstar has surprised us a couple times. I mean, I didn't think they were going to do Max Payne 3. Right. Um, And then, I mean, it could be VR ping pong, but uh,
1: table tennis. Rockstar did that table tennis tennis game. Table tennis, sorry. Yeah. VR table tennis. (laughs) (laughs) Open world, too. You got to like, you got to (laughs) like, You
0: got to like write like uh, San Andreas. You got to go. You got to go buy your <laughs> <a> rackets. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I think nobody would buy that, but I think it would be yeah.
1: great. <laughs> I mean, that I would, would be it. interesting. That would really would be interesting. But also to talk about some new things coming out in the future uh to kind of take a little step back. I don't know if you remember this game. It was Quite some time ago, I'll have to look to actually when it was released, but do you remember the Test Drive Unlimited series?
0: Yeah, on the, uh, specifically that was the one on the island, right? Yeah, it was based off of, I
1: th- believe 360? so, yeah. It was based off of a island in Hawaii, and it was almost a one-to-one scale. Uh, it was That's released cool. on the 360, uh, the PS2, apparently. Yeah, it says
0: Atari Melbourne developed the PS2 and PSP versions, which I didn't even know there was a
1: PlayStation portable version of this game. Had no clue. It was released for the Xbox 360 in 2006 uh, and then the PS2 and the PSP in 2007. So almost 15 years ago, 14, 13 years ago, uh, they just announced, uh, I think it was like four days ago. That they are coming back and making a new Test Drive Unlimited. It's called Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown.
0: Uh there's name. Not
1: really, the name is interesting. I'm, I'm really wondering what that entails. If that it means you know what anything. Solar
0: Crown mean?
1: Yeah. I'm not really sure. It kind of sounds like solar powered. Like, I don't really know. But... What I do know is that they, they really haven't announced much about it. But the one thing that they did say is that they are going to keep with the one-to-one size of the map. Cool. So that was a Very huge cool. thing back then. And uh, the developer did... There, there's about a 10-minute long video that they released where they're, they're kind of talking about you know some of the things in it. They don't give too much away. Uh, but they definitely said that they want to keep with the original style of the Unlimited series And how you could drive around to different car dealerships and own different houses and go, you know, buy clothes and get your hair cut, you know. And also it comes down to the little details, too, like Test Drive Unlimited, even though it came out 14 years ago, was one of the only games I can remember where native in the game you had blinkers. You could roll your windows down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You could do all that. And no game since then, I think, has had that. So they definitely said they want to keep with what made that game so popular, which is great. One-to-one map, the the attention to detail that they had. And for me, I always loved the fact that you could buy houses, you could put cars in your garage, you could walk around your house and look at your house and your cars in your garage. And just the open-worldness of it, like Test Drive Unlimited, what, I played that game a ton when it came out. So the fact that they're revisiting that series with today's modern graphics i i'm i'm super excited i really really yeah, hope a, that comes out soon
0: ubisoft a competitor to the crew that's another uh, basically, thing basically which is yeah.
1: good and that seeing is, it
0: seeing, seeing who it's tied to so kt racing has made the wrc and the tt isle of man games so they're known yeah. for making some good racing like knowing the dynamics behind yeah. actually making cars feel good so that's exciting too to see Studio that's competent <laughs> working on it
1: 100%. Yeah, they they, they have history making racing games, and I think if they do it right, they could really, really make a great game that people are going to really love. And it, it it again, it's like you said, it's going to rival uh, it's going to rival the crew and Ubisoft, it's going to rival um, uh, uh, Forza open world games, you know, any open oh, yeah, world racing right. games, For, Forza Horizon, yeah, yeah, so it's. You know, that, again, it kind of falls back to the Bronco thing. Competition Competition does not hurt. Yep, Competition just makes everything better for everybody. And if they do this right, I think in many ways, the new Test Drive Unlimited could be a lot better than a lot of these other games that are currently out now for open world racing games. Like The Crew 2 is a great game, but it also falls short in a lot of aspects. And I think if you directly compared... Even the crew two now back to the old test drive unlimited. I I think if it had updated graphics, honestly, I think the old test drive unlimited too was better.
0: There's a lot of yes, I yeah. There's I I can't say that a hundred percent, but there are definitely a lot of those examples where you go back and you're like, Man, if these had updated graphics, right. the controls and sometimes the the just the way that the world works and yeah. I mean, it's like uh Burnout Paradise was a great example of unique and very big and and very different Mm -hmm. from, and and it was good in a lot of ways, you know, and I think it's even been as recently re-released on, like, the Nintendo Switch, as odd as that is. Um, They re-released that a couple times, I feel like, but um, that's a great example of, yeah, if you updated some of those types of games, uh, man, I would really like to see an actual new Burnout. I know there are, like, successors to it, but the first burnout and the second oh, you know, first and second one are just so so good. I hold them such high regards like in the PS2 days.
1: Oh yeah. And we're going to move on to the talking tech segment. So we're going to get a little bit away from video games, but we're going to be staying with tech and we're going to be talking about the new generation of consoles since we've kind of touched on it already a little bit, we're going to just give our thoughts on it. And for me, my opinion is Sony Is dominating this time around. I don't know if you feel the same, but I have seen some things about the Xbox, the new Xbox Series X, but I've seen way more and I've heard way more people talking about the new PlayStation 5. And in my personal experience, I'm much more excited for the new PlayStation 5 than I am for the new Series X, just because besides hardware, it doesn't really seem like much is. Coming from the Series X, much anything new, really.
0: Yeah, there's and exactly what you said. Hardware-wise, we're getting better overall performance, right, on the Xbox Series X than than the PS5. That being said, uh, the PS5 with its SSD technology is really interesting to me, and yes. uh, I mean Unreal as well. The Unreal Engine Five right. um, showcase was pretty impressive. Not to say that that's not going to be on the PC as well as PS five and Xbox series X, but it was unique to see it running on and specifically stated that it was running on there. I think some of that. So Sony just invested in Epic. Um, they invested like 250 million or something around there, which only gave them like 1.5% of Epic or something, <laughs> which is crazy. Cause that right. seems like an insane amount of money. Um, it might've even been more 10 cent. I think it was a few years ago uh bought like 40% for the, around the same amount. Right. Uh I don't have the numbers in front of me, but that's insane. It's insane how much Epic has uh mostly because of Fortnite. Let's be right. real. Yeah. They 100%. have just grown in their value. Um but I think that ties back to why we saw the Unreal Engine showcase and they stated, you know, running on the PlayStation 5. I yeah. think it was kind of kind of to do do with that. So that's interesting. But yeah, I think I think you're 100% right. I think people are, you know, right? Like there are, I don't even, I don't want to use fanboys because I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm a Sony fanboy. I, I just have been in the Sony ecosystem for longer. I have tended to lean towards buying Sony products. I have enjoyed playing on Xbox products. I think the Xbox yeah. 360 was a win in the Microsoft column.
1: Yeah. Unless you unless you're, unless you're unless 360 red ringed, then it, then it wasn't so much. Well, a win. yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, which I had multiple ones. It did.
1: Yep. So, but but I but I the Xbox One. I haven't heard anything about it having any issues. So they definitely turned it around, and yes. I, th- I think that's something that's kind of interesting to see because with every new generation release, you can kind of see like who is on top and who isn't because when the PlayStation Three Came out. Uh, I remember it seemed like Xbox was very much dominating that release because Sony came out and said that they were going to release the PlayStation 3 for a thousand dollars. You know, and everyone was like, "Why do I? Why? Why would I spend a thousand dollars on a gaming right. console?" <laughs> right. Uh, and I think it's just you know, it, it's a give and take. It just depends on how everything's going and in my opinion this year this release with these new consoles it seems like sony is just so far ahead that they're like even if you go to search for news about next gen consoles you typically get sony results more than xbox series x it's, they're just there's new hardware but like like you said with the ssd technology that sony's gonna have and uh well they didn't, so, the they didn't, really, show,
0: they didn't really show games at the xbox uh, reveal like Sony did and right. not that Sony showed a ton of games they really didn't but they showed more um and they sh- and they <laughs> and that's all that they needed to do more and more exclusives and yeah that's the other thing too I think that this aside from even talking about the actual consoles themselves uh you know I, have, I have, uh, Microsoft is seems to be doing better overall in terms of like well they got there first and they actually were a little bit more transparent. It seemed that Sony, but Sony's there with more games and talking about more exclusives. And a good example is it seems like it still seems like anything that's going to come to Microsoft, Microsoft exclusively is going to come to Microsoft exclusively, meaning you're going to buy it. And if you want it, you can have it on the PC or the Xbox series X, which is what they kind of already do with a lot of these games. So I personally go, I have a PC capable of running this. Mm -hmm. I would much rather than just choose to play it on the PC and not buy additional hardware. Exactly, and Sony's going towards that too in terms of releasing games. But it doesn't. I don't think they're going to ever be,
1: or at least right now, one to one with release anytime soon. No, they they definitely. That's the advantage that Microsoft definitely has is the seamless transition of I can purchase a game on my computer in the Microsoft store and I can go downstairs to my Xbox and I can play it or vice versa. You can you can you know that transition between your PlayStation or your Xbox experience and your PC playing experience are pretty much the same, which is great, but. If you also think about it, you know, like you said, Sony's trying to get into that market. I think it's going to take them a long time before they can actually get something like as user-friendly, and I use that term loosely for Microsoft Store, Um, but that experience (laughs) is for the most part somewhat user-friendly. I mean, you can switch between your console and your PC, but also, like you said, I don't want an Xbox if I can play all the exclusives that I want to play on the Xbox on my PC, And when it comes to the PlayStation, for me, especially when it comes down to the fact of if you think about PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live, I, in my personal opinion, PlayStation Plus seems to offer a lot more than Xbox Live does. PlayStation Plus gives you two free games every month. Xbox don't think they're doing that.
0: Right. Well, unless you do Game Pass, which is a whole other thing.
1: It's a whole other thing. But PlayStation has their thing, too. PlayStation that has their uh, their I can't remember what they call it. PlayStation Now, I think it is. Yeah, the streaming. Well, I mean, yeah. you can download some of those too. But yes, yeah. So you can, you can you can play you know any PlayStation game with a monthly subscription. But if you just have PlayStation Plus for just their like online subscription base, you're still getting free. Yes, you're getting free games good. for just yeah. Like this month, not to promote anything, but for this month alone, they gave three games away. One of them was. NBA 2K20, which is that's a fresh title. Still yeah. a $60 game. And also Tomb Raider 20th Anniversary Edition. So, you know, that's Yeah, and they've given away exclusive
0: or yeah, and they've given away exclusives in the past too. They've given away um yep. some of the Uncharted games and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they gave away the uh, Last of Us. Yeah, the first one. Um remastered, yeah, a yeah. couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Which is smart too. You also get people that's a that's a unique thing too. Not unique to Sony, but I think is a winning combination of good example. There's a lot of people that are true. Actually, Sony fanboys, fanboys yes. used literally here that go, they feel really, they feel like disgusted with Sony also releasing these games on PCs, saying like this isn't that doesn't it's not an actual PlayStation exclusive. Then okay, no, it still was, and it's still technically speaking is and the reason i say it still is is because if you get it first and then if you play it on playstation for a couple years yeah <laughs> before it comes to the other platform which i know it's pretty uh, much an exclusive yeah and even if it is a timed, i mean we've dealt with timed exclusives in the past in terms of Full games, DLC, oh yeah, everything else. And Sony is known also to get a lot of that first, um, just because of their relationships with these with, with these developers. I mean, a good example is I don't even know if we're going to get a GTA online only um experience on the Xbox Series X at all. It likely will happen. Right. But Rockstar hasn't come out and publicly stated that. You don't want to talk about a win for PS5 as if. They are the only ones to even if it's just for a couple months to get this GTA Online only mode for free on the PlayStation, people yeah. are going to consider literally getting that console over Microsoft's. Um and there's a couple things that are like that too, in terms of, you know, if if you get a game well, that's the thing too. Sony's Sony's story based single player catalog yeah, is I just guess. so strong. It's yeah. It can't be touched currently. And I, and and from what it seems, Microsoft hasn't announced anything that's like uh, other than Halo and some of these other things that they've had for a long time. Nothing is like, wow, they're really bringing the story in the single player, like focused gameplay. They are still all in on multiplayer. And that's fine. You can have two different complete audiences. But um, I feel like back in the day more consoles lived together, if that makes sense. Like we would see a PS2 and an Xbox together or a PS3 and an Xbox 360. I don't think that's going to happen as much going forward.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. Because like you said, with the whole PC integration with with Microsoft, uh, that's another thing too, is like even if there's Microsoft exclusives, you can play those on your PC also. You don't quite need a console unless they're doing a specifically Xbox, uh, you know, specific game, which I don't right. think they've done that where you can only get it on the Xbox and you I can't don't get it for, on the Microsoft anything,
0: store. Yeah. And, and, and not to derail, but to derail really quickly, um, because I want to get your take on it. 2k announced already, like what they're intending their pricing for the next NBA game. Um, and mm. it's got a pre-order of 70 bucks. So, That could set potentially the industry standard. Technically speaking, that's not even fully adjusted for inflation because we've had the same game prices for 15 years now about. Yeah. um, Which is crazy. We should be thankful in some ways, but also technically inflation hasn't moved with the market in terms of what people are getting paid either. So (laughs) it's kind of two sided.
1: I think that also... Yeah, it, it's a give and take with that because I mean we were around when games jumped from fifty dollars to sixty, and I remember the outrage that people had when it raised ten dollars. Um, and it, you know, if it if it goes towards that way of it's going from sixty to seventy dollars for new gen consoles, console games, it's you know I guess it all depends if you're going to charge seventy dollars, an extra ten dollars for the base game, like not getting a gold version or anything like that, right? There's got to be something to back up that, that price. There's gotta be a, a, you got to be... You have to have a reason to charge people an extra $10 besides the fact of, oh, it's an X-Gen game.
0: Yeah. The only, so the only thing I would say... Well, there's two things I would say to this. The... To create games now is just so much more expensive. It, it really is. That being said, though, the company that came out to announce this for their, you know, eight month or eight to 10 month released sports game is 2k. They're not struggling (laughs) in any way. They really don't need. It's mostly just about making more money, which they can do. 2k can do that. You know, they can do that with rockstar too. But my fear is that they they're saying 70 bucks for this and that that sets a precedent to go 80 bucks for their bigger games.
1: Yeah, see see now that
0: becomes an issue. Uh, I'm even that's where I'm that's what I'm fearful of. And also though to go the other way, Microsoft said pricing needs to be the same if it's a dynamically delivered game that releases releases on both. So this might be something we kind of like lean into. It might not be upfront that we see these jumps. What I mean by that is depending on how these studios deal with that whole dynamic delivery system they might keep pricing the same or they might go okay well both versions then are 70 meaning if you want to buy it for the ps4 you want to buy it for the ps5 it's 70 bucks or right. same with the xboxes it could be it could be that but yeah that's my that is really my fear because 2k has usually been known to have those those annualized sports games be ten dollars cheaper right uh, yeah so I'm fearful that that that's what that is <laughs> getting us kind of like
1: warmed up for the the crank in the temperature until we feel it kind of thing. Well, I get to go off on a little bit of a tangent. I in, in some ways as much as 2K does make a lot of money. In some ways I I don't want games to be $70 cuz I mean, come on, who who actually is wants to spend more money on games, right? But it, a complete tangent is I know 2K is currently uh, trying to go after the NFL contract. So if 2K needs some money to make their NFL competition game that they're trying to make to battle EA for the, the rights to the NFL, in my opinion, EA does not need the rights to the NFL anymore because they just don't care about their Madden series, it seems. And they definitely need some competition. So,
0: well, we've talked exactly about competition being good for everything. And when there's Mm -hmm. no competition in a in a segment, they get lazy. Specifically with sports games. Oh my God, they get extremely lazy. And And EA and known for that for everything they do. Yeah,
1: they're the biggest biggest example of a company taking for granted what they have. They have the NFL contract for, and they've had it for years. And because they cannot legally cannot have any competition. They can just do whatever they want. And if you don't want, if you don't like it, then you don't buy it and you don't play an NFL game, (laughs) which I don't agree with at all. There needs to be competition. You know, I'm not saying that 2K should charge people $70 to get the money that they need to produce a game to to battle, uh, you know, Madden and EA, but it's just there needs to be a change with these monopolies of these contracts. No company should own the outright use of something else. it just, it it causes bad things to happen. EA and the NFL is a huge example of that. That that does not need to happen, but to kind of move on from next gen consoles to kind of still talk about gaming. um, I don't, I don't think you've heard about this. Have you heard about origin PCs? Big O. So origin PC in 2019 made a, uh, kind of a console in a way. So they, they sent it to Unbox Therapy on YouTube. Uh, so what it is, is it is a PC, uh, PS4, and an Xbox One, and a Switch dock, Nintendo Switch dock, all in one machine. Uh, oh, they I'm did this. It right now. Yeah. They did this. <laughs> they sent it to Unbox Therapy. He uh, made a video of it unboxing. They weren't actually planning on selling this thing but it got so much attention. so excited yeah. and got so much attention that they actually announced that they're going to release it. And I, I think they actually legitimately sell this this year. They said 2020, they're going to sell the uh, Origin PC Big O. I believe yeah, you can buy will. it. Yeah, yep, you can customize and it. Yep. Origin PC, I believe, also has uh, the two other sub-brands where if you want to get a PC and a PS4 combo in one case, you can do that. Or if you want to get a PC and an Xbox One Combo, you can do that as well. Uh, I wanted to talk about this because one, I think that's awesome. The fact that they incorporated all of the gaming types into one box box, yeah, is incredible. Is incredible because you could, if you had the money, you could buy this one box, put this in your living room, and you could play anything, which is amazing. Now, I'm wondering, with uh, PC technology. I I don't want to say slowing down, but we can only get so much better from here. We've gotten to the point now where like CPUs and GPUs, they're cranking out crazy amounts of power. We're not really, we can't really go too much further in the PC world. But with next gen consoles coming out, I'm wondering if Origin PC is going to make a new version of the Big O with the PS five and the Xbox series X and a PC in one case.
0: They've got to, it only makes sense based off of doing this.
1: Yeah. And it seems like that would, for me as someone that thinks that that concept is amazing. If they did it with the next gen consoles combined, if the price point is there, if if it's not absurdly priced, that makes total sense. Well, that's the thing. This that thing, is a huge thing. This
0: this thing, this current one base or whatever, you know, comes pre-configured <laughs> at, it, at it is $2500. Yeah. Not but if cheap. you think about I mean, how much these aren't
1: cheap. So how much is a, a PlayStation 4 right now? You can probably pick one up for 400 bucks. Uh yeah, I think Metal has the Pro 400 still or maybe 350. But still, I think the, I still, think the Pro yeah. is still 400 bucks. I think the Xbox uh Oh, and you can build in a capture card, too. Yes. You can make
0: this kind of a entire, uh, if you want to record your own PC gameplay, but you can also record right, right off of the, uh, the console there, too. Yeah. It's, it's kind of more in line with that thing of like a content creator's PC.
1: Exactly. But if you think about it, the price point, you know, you're, you're going to spend $700, $800 on both of those consoles. Then you're going to, so, you know, you knock that price off of what it is for that PC I you know yeah it's a lot of money but also if you think about what you're actually getting uh, Nintendo Switch doc I think you actually get I, I I'm not hundred percent but I think you might be able to actually get the Switch through them when you purchase it this, I don't know if that's this, included in the price
0: I think it might have actually changed I think this one that's to customers is one or the other meaning you can you can either choose to be a at a PS4 or an Xbox One S
1: i I see okay right
0: i think it's one or the other in this it would be very unique if it was both in the next one or if it or if it's something where they're gonna you know offer this the choice basically um still very cool either way i can't believe i never heard of this
1: yeah no i didn't even hear about it either until i randomly stumbled across a video of it and i just thought well, how come nobody's done that before? And the fact right. that a company like Origin PC is doing it, it's like, well, there you go. You got a company that specifically designs and builds computers constantly, making something like this. It's perfect because you know it's going to work right. And uh, I'm just interested in seeing if they're planning on keeping this up with the next gen consoles and how much they're going to try to sell these for for the next gen. Because I mean, if you're in the if if you're someone that has no gaming consoles no computer no anything and you really want to kind of jump into the deep end of like you know i want to get the new uh playstation 5 but i also want a pc to record stuff well origin pc is filling that gap that nobody else is which i think is really cool if they
0: can somehow make it too if they can somehow make the uh heat like the dynamics of it even better if they can put fans in the case and and basically put the internals in there and make them even better Operating wise, temperature wise, because these new consoles are going to be, I mean, the Xbox uh, Series X, you know, looks like a refrigerator. It's going to be cranking out some heat. And so is the PlayStation. I think that's the reason the PlayStation is like that, that kind of like more open air looking design Mm -hmm. that they went with is because this thing's going to crank out some heat.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I just I, I thought it was a cool point to talk about just because I was sitting around one day and I thought how come nobody's done this? And then a couple days later, boom, they did it. Like they, well, at least I saw it. They did it a year ago. I didn't even notice until recently, but it's just, it's really cool. I, it's nice to see companies doing stuff like this. Like I think going outside of the box and kind of combining things that they know work together is, is a great, it well, is a great idea.
0: Yeah. 100% agree. All right. So we're going to go on to tinfoil thoughts. So we're going to talk about some conspiracy stuff. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. We're looking to make it lighthearted. Uh, like I, don't, I don't think we're going to be arguing. We might. We might be arguing about yeah, some stuff. Yeah, I don't stuff. know. But I felt like this was the perfect one to bring up because Bugs, right? Like Big O, I had no idea about. Bugs has no idea about the topic that
1: we're going over here.
0: Bugs, I need you to go to birdsaren'treal.com. Birds to hear aren't
1: do- real.com. Okay. Here
0: in the doc, if, if that makes it more convenient for you, I think you kind of get the point of it. And I don't honestly know, you know, there's a subreddit for this and everything. I don't know how much of it is, is these people really believe that birds aren't real. I don't know how much of it's, you know, the joke. Um, And I'm not going to come out here and state that I know it's supposed to be a legitimate thing or a joke. I I, I do not know that. I think it's more along the lines of a joke, but, and we're not even going to go into the deep history of it. Really?
1: <laughs> um, but.
0: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is strange. So, it is. So there's basically there's a couple different timelines for people. But the one that's even just like I think on their uh, Instagram is that <laughs> 2001 was when the government <laughs> used. That opportunity of everything that happened in 2001 to replace all of the birds with identical drone replicas that were designed to spy on the American public. Some say this project, quote unquote, government project started in 1976 and then only really got implemented because of the the drone replicate, you know, drone replicate, replica technology only got like, you know, finalized in
1: 2001. Um so I, I would also like to say if you if you go to this website and you go to the frequently asked questions, they cover yes. everything here. They oh, cover like, I what believe are it. eggs. What is bird poop? Apparently bird poop is just oil discharge from oh. earlier bird drone models.
0: That's I so mean
1: that's a thing that uh, So it's not like they haven't s- thought it all out. Thanks. Right.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Um
0: so what's your what's your I mean yeah what's your what's your instant, you know, feedback? Yeah, I I like conspiracies. I I find them interesting yeah. oh, and I, I love, try I love a good one. Love yeah. thinking about even sometimes how people get into thinking that you know going down this this road. If it's sometimes even if it's just for fun, but sometimes it's people that legitimately believe it.
1: Yeah, conspiracies are are, are the, I think they're good because I think it gets people to open their minds and explore New possibilities, which is always great, having an open mind, and you know, I try to listen to everybody's argument when it comes to certain things. when When it comes to conspiracies, because it's good to hear both sides to form your opinion on something. Birds not being real, though, I, yeah, I mean, I just don't. That can't be. This could not be a thing. Birds are real. <laughs> I mean,
0: so I counter that with what proof do you have that they are? Um, have you ever held one? No, uh, I've never okay. held a bird. Have you ever witnessed a bird giving birth? Uh, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm by the way, I'm by the not end of this, a... am I going
1: to think birds aren't real? <laughs>
0: I'm not a, I'm not ai am do not subscribe to this. I don't, I don't, you know, literally follow it. I am not a spokesperson for <laughs> birds aren't real and the birds aren't real movement, but it is one of those funny things to think about and be like, Oh, you know what? Yeah. I just see them around. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Do you ever Let's see the same about- bird twice? Have you seen the same bird twice? Um, that's hard to think tell. About that. That's hard I, know, exactly, I see I know, the same a, type of bird. I don't know if that's that's it's a loaded question. Bird. It was intentionally a loaded question. <laughs> I wanted to see if
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, OK, if you let's talk about technology, go back 19 years, especially in the drone world of technology. Now, there is the counter argument. I've heard this before that anything that you see, the government has technology that is a hundred years more advanced. Yes. I think that's usually the case too, to a certain extent. Yes. Right. That's kind of what people say. But, I I don't know, drone technology in 2001, at least for the consumer market, was nothing, really? And In in comparison, yes. Have you ever seen a bird with a propeller? I I haven't. Um. And, Another another here. Actually, this is that just reminded me of something. Last okay. year, I bought a drone off of Amazon that was supposed to flap like a bird. It had no <laughs> propeller. OK. Yeah. It was right. only powered by wings that flapped. OK. It did not work. <laughs> okay. It, 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 there was no controlling it there. I it just,
0: obviously probably could have gotten better.
1: Yeah, they could have.
0: But And if that's what a consumer grade product is, I mean, then think about I, what the government could
1: I have. guess, but the thing that I don't understand is like why? Why why would they need to go through the extent of spying on American citizens this far to not only create bird drones, but to exterminate all birds? Because birds play a lot in the ecosystem, like they eat insects and you know, they, there's a lot that birds do. They're, they're a middleman to a lot of things, and twist.
0: What if the birds already were going out and they were literally gone or near gone, and they used the opportunity
1: to put these agents in?: They didn't I mean, intentionally possible, kill them but, off. They were
0: placed as they went. If they did
1: that, if they did that, I feel like they wouldn't need them nowadays because it's not that difficult to smile on people when everyone has your phone. A phone in their pocket phone, with a microphone, internet, a yes, camera, 100%. location. That's like, the
0: same thing when anybody brings that up with me, and they go, oh, "Aren't you fearful that they're putting RFID chips and our license plates?" And I'm just like, "Your do phone? Do you have a cell phone? Do you have a phone? <laughs> Does it have cameras on it? Does it have multiple cameras on it? Does it have multiple microphones on it? Yeah, exactly. Do Does it on? Do? <laughs> exactly. Do you know when they track everything you do.
1: Exactly. Do you know when your microphone on your on your phone is on? No, you don't. So, if they wanted to spy on us in today's technology-ridden world, it would be very easy to do so. I don't think they would get anything from, from bird drones, especially because I feel like to actually get any vital information, you would have to have bird drones acting very, very strange. Like flying right outside of your window, or I can't you know, wait until we get the at, the uh, at birds aren't real accounts tweeting at us, <laughs> taking us down, saying hey, that we're fake news. I'm I'm open to listen if they got some arguments. I'm I'm open to listen. I just what do you think about us
0: bringing on a, a birds aren't real
1: representative? I, hey, show? if there's if, <laughs> if there's somebody out there that is a birds aren't real representative that feels like they can convince us otherwise i would be down to hear it i just i feel like when you have a page of frequently asked questions that's as long as theirs you're explaining a little too much (laughs) like you're trying to cover all your tracks of why this is real and if it was easily explained as real i feel like you wouldn't need this much information you know does that make sense yeah yeah i get that it's just interesting. I, sh- I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting concept, um, but I think this falls more towards... The, well, considering also when you first go to their website, the first thing you see is to buy a t-shirt. <laughs> so,
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. I think there's by ulterior the way, don't motives. Any, uh, yeah, we don't have a um, Clueless Cast promo code for this yet. Um, we'll be working on yeah. getting in contact with them. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Them. I
1: want the, I want the pigeon that says I am a lie.
0: Oh, that, that, <laughs> that is a hundred percent. The one I saw that I was like, yes, <laughs> I need this.
1: Yeah, very much. So I like how we exactly, exactly. It's a very, very interesting. I have, I'm I'm really surprised. I haven't heard of this conspiracy before. It's very interesting. I just, I don't know if I fall into it. I would like to hear I would like to hear it explained from somebody.
0: Yeah, that would, would actually agree. be I'm, nice. I'm on the same. I'm I'm in the same way, and I'm, I'm I tend to be like you too in terms of I like to flesh out or or talk to people or read stuff about people that that do think of you know these conspiracy theories as being real or even I just like there's some times where people just talk about these conspiracy theories and don't even have necessarily a you know horse in the race in terms of it being real or not and i like that too right. I, I i think that's how i usually process conspiracy theories where i'm like oh man i really don't have a horse in this race um yeah but i like playing like the devil's advocate of it and being like oh wow well, well yeah, boys, I think- have you ever seen a bird talk and you're just like that has no that no that what <laughs> have you ever been around Wait. where there was a beeping noise and at the same time you saw a bird Mm. I don't think so you could have confused mm. it with a backup beaver on a truck but maybe
1: it would have, It was that bird although the home. argument about bird poop I think is the biggest plot hole in this whole thing because Why I know well I've had birds poop on my car before have you tasted I've, it did it taste like oil or did it taste like bird poop it didn't look like oil yeah
0: but that okay oil could be creamy
1: it could have a blown head gasket in the bird yeah, but then that that, that <laughs> means that there's combustion or there's, you know, some sort of, like, mechanical component happening, like, where it's going to require cooling. Yeah, it would have to be, like, acid. It would have to be, like, battery acid or, or coolant. Yeah, it would have to be something like that. Well, who knows? You know, way. battery acid, guys. actually, that's pretty, that could be it. That's pretty convincing. Bird poop, mm-hmm. you know, you leave it on your car it's not good for your paint. It's it's acidic. Yeah, See, maybe there we it go. Is bad we got, acid. You, we got you back into that. You're completely know, convinced column. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> completely <laughs> convinced. Yeah,
0: that's it. Birds aren't real, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was good, though. Um, So if you have a topic question, heck, a conspiracy theory, we'd love to hear it. We'd love for you to send it in. You got completely clueless cast at gmail.com. That's completely CluelessCast at gmail.com. You can also send this kind of stuff, um, you know, conspiracy theories or topics and questions currently to our social media accounts. um, And you can find those all at all on CluelessCast.com. And, you know, I think we're going to obviously figure out the best ways to... You know what transition in between the stuff? What what segments work or don't work? I think we had a. We're even going to call this episode zero zero. I think this is us kind of finding our footing, and you know we want all of the constructive criticism and feedback on this episode that you can give us. Absolutely. we really really appreciate that. Um, with that being said, Bugs, do you have anything to add?
1: No, I'm good. I am good. I hope people write in. I hope they send us some topics to talk about because we're open to discussing pretty much anything. And I hope you guys give us const- constructive criticism on what you would like to see and what you would you know not like to see. Just you know, let us know. Let us know how we can improve.
0: 110%. Well, guys, thank you for joining us on episode 00 of the Clueless Cast. This has been Zach Hausnacht and I'm Bugs. Thanks for listening. Bugs. Thanks, everybody, and don't leave. (laughs) 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 We're going to keep it in. I love it.
1: Don't leave. Don't leave. Even though it's over now. (laughs)